This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. Muck Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with Muck Delivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. You are listening to The City Vent. Proudly sponsored by the Westview Motor Company, supplying your new and used cars. Find us at westviewmotorcompany.co.uk Afternoon or evening, everybody. Before we start, I just want to do a quick shout out to our sponsor, Complete IT Systems Limited, providing industry-leading IT solutions for over 14 years. And also, I'm pretty sure they're a Bradford company as well, so we should support them anyway, don't you think? Anyway, so... Here we are again. Adam is getting married in two days' time. I'm sure that he's probably on some beach somewhere. Lucky sod. But joining me again today is the lovely Andy. Andy, how are you doing, mate? I'm not too bad, pal. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I think we've had a... Well, we, we I don't think <clears throat> we have had a, a really, really good week this week, right? Yeah, it's been impressive, hasn't it? It seems like um, the, the burners are finally going. Yes, absolutely. So, you know, it's... um, Sorry, my phone just went off. That's what (laughs) happens with live. Chewy, trying to get hold of me. Thanks a lot for that one, mate. Um, Yeah, so we've had an input... You know, we've had a really good week this week. Hull, for instance. Let's start with Hull for a starter. Um, Tell me your thoughts. Tuesday night under the lights. You can't go wrong, can you? Um, I thought we were going to be in for a bit of a long evening when, when Hull scored first. But the way, the way we came back into it, what a team performance that was. Let's be fair; it, it was just all round. You, you can't you can't say a bad word about any of the players. They all put in one hell of a shift. It, it was just a cracking overall team performance. They all fought for each other, and it, it just gave us a nice taste of what this team is capable of. Yeah, I, I completely agree with that. The, the football at times. Went one nil down. We didn't do the usual where we kind of go in on ourselves. We've what we've done is we've literally kept going. Could we have scored a couple more? I think we probably could have done. I mean, you look at Hull, Hull for instance. They are now top of the championship, I believe. Yeah. Uh, they won again at the weekend. Did they beat Norwich? I think I want to say they beat Norwich. Yeah, I think they beat Norwich. Thing is, we, it, it it did leave me though thinking, is this team? that Hughes is, is building, is it more suited to a championship style of football rather than a League Two? Um, which, which that was the only concern that came out of it. But then obviously going forward into the Newport game, 
it showed that we can translate that into League Two, given the opportunity to do so. If a team's not going to come and just sit in, so so for me, it, it were a great kickstart. The confidence that that's brought into the team, beating a Championship side. I mean, I think Smallwood must have been on a high from from beating his old club to to be able to score that screamer that he did on on Saturday. So, so yeah. yeah, I think I think it's cracking. It, it's just what we needed at the right time as well. Yeah, we'll come on to that. We'll come on to that goal in a little bit. <laughs> I think you're right, you know, and obviously now we've got Blackburn in the next round. Let's be honest, I ain't gonna lie, I think we could do a job on them. I, I really do. Um Playing at home, we played reasonably well. Obviously, Doncaster was re was was quite disappointing at times. I don't, as I've said before, I don't think we could have scored even if we'd have had another ninety minutes. <laughs> Makes the team gelling, but obviously against Hull, a great performance. Really exciting to see um, Cookie. What a, what a player! He's it, it, on a mission, isn't he? Fair play to him. Like I, I, I said at the start uh, at the start of the season, I'm not sure how we fit into this team. I wasn't expecting him to still be a city player at this point. But I'll tell you what, the lad, like like you've alluded to as well when you've been doing your media duties with Radio Leeds, <laughs> um, like he's he's come back trim and he's he's fighting for it. He's been told you might not start, but he said, "Okay, that's fine. I won't start, but let's go. Let 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 me show you why I deserve to be in 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 that starting eleven. And you know what? Fair play to the lad. He's put in such a shift since he's come in, and um, he, he deserved all the plaudits on against all all of them. Yeah, absolutely did for me. He, again, you've just mentioned that about the fact of in the summer. From my understanding, is that he did have the opportunity to go out. He was told that he wasn't going to be." Um, the, the the main man now. What I think is great with Cook is that he had the you know the opportunity to go to somewhere else, lays about a little bit. Is that fair to say? But yeah. what he said is, no. Do you know what? I'm going to come back in pre-season. I'm going to be looking sharp. I'm going to be looking fit. I'm going to work hard, and I'm going to become. I'm going to prove why this football club need me. And it's absolutely fantastic. Um, it's fantastic to see. And, you know, that, that's exactly what we need in a player. Um, and what do you think to that? I mean, I, it, I, I don't it, think it's giving him more praise, really. Well, well, no, it's it's not. It's what we want, isn't it, as City fans? All, all, all we care about is work rate and effort. Like, if, if, you, if you fight for, for the badge on the shirt, not, on the, for, not for the name on the back, then City fans will love it and we will applaud it and we'll go with it and we'll stick with you until the better end. It's when you start thinking that you're the big man and that you're bigger than the club that we don't like. So he's playing straight into City fans' hands. And to be fair, he's pretty much made himself undroppable at the moment because you've got Verdane Oliver, who, again... Not overly um, impressed with, but like we alluded to on the space as well. Um, someone said on the space um, after the game, he looks unfit, does Oliver? Because he looks like he hasn't had a preseason. So is there more to come from him? Hopefully. But that competition for places has given Cookie that kick. And do you know what? He's flourishing in it. He's flourishing in this environment of having to fight for his spot. And I, I, I love it. 
Yeah, I do. I do as well. Um, I think as I, I put the the comment on, is we'll probably move on to the Newport game. Um, Cookie, um, I don't. I don't know if he necessarily had a poor game. I think that he was probably, you know, he he was he was marked out of the game. Um, this is the thing with Cook, though. This does happen from time to time. But yeah, I mean, obviously, when you know when they, they mentioned about this on Sky Sports, and they said, "Well, you've had the least amount of touches um, in the first half than any other player." What was his words? Yeah, but I scored two goals. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, he, he was. He, he, I'd say he was marked out of the game on against Newport. To be fair, like he, he's. He, he he gets hang, he gets a bit annoyed quite easily in my opinion, and when his arms start going and throwing his toys out the promo bit, it's, it's a bit it's it's a bit off for me. Um, that's the side of him I don't like. But no, Newport came to City, and they wanted him marked out of the game. They saw what he did to Hull, and they marked him out of the game. But on the plus side, because he's taken them defenders to have to mark him. That that's left your Chapman, who who had his best game in a Bradford City shirt on Saturday, might I add. That's left them free to go and do what they do, and and look at what Chapman did. Like I've given him plenty of pelters since he's come in. I've not been impressed with him, but he came in on Saturday, and he had a blinding second half for me, and um, his goal. What more can you say about it? Like, what, what, what were your thoughts on him? Like. For Chapman, it, do you know what? It's a very st- stereotypical goal of what he scored in the past. If you watch any of the highlights of him, time his time at uh, Middlesbrough and Sheffield United, it's it's very similar. You know, he gets the ball from just just by the halfway line, takes on about three or four players. They allow him to run, and he scores a great goal. And um, I, I mean, personally, I, I I think we've we need to be. We're still talking about a season that's had four games. Yeah. You know? And there's been a few pelters. And to be honest with you, if you look at the one that Max has put as well, he's he's mentioned it. You know, we're already kind of, or shall I say, you are, Andy. <laughs> I, I, just interesting to go back onto this point. You know, obviously you're saying you're not too impressed with Oliver, but what would, what would you say to, to Max's comment? Um, it's, it's a fair point, Max, but I, I, I wasn't impressed with the Oliver signing. The sec- uh, when we signed him, um, I didn't think that he's his sort of like style of play. He came in and everyone was going on about how much aerial battle, how many aerial battles he's won last season. I think it was a top top amount in the league or something like that. And for me, it just that style of play for me doesn't fit in with this ethos that Mark Hughes is trying to build. Now, are we supposed to change the way we play to accommodate Oliver? or not and yeah it is only two games in and it's a long season and it hopefully comes good i say this about every player that i might not be a fan of or give pelters to but like i hope they come good and they prove me wrong by all means i'll hold my hands up but oliver for me is he's just he looks off the boil he is he looks like he's not fit enough just yet yeah, and I think we've got to be fair that he again he's another one that's probably not had much of a preseason. Um, came on on Saturday. I wouldn't say that he did a, a massive amount. I, I probably would agree that the the, the service isn't there, and whether that's 
It looked like to me against the Doncaster game, for instance, where we, we looked like we were putting the ball over the top for mm-hmm. him to reach and it just didn't work for whatever reasons. I did prefer the way we played on Saturday, which was a little bit more extensive. Um, but yeah, um, interesting points. Fair enough. I know we're kind of going back a little bit, but um, I'll tell you what, one person, before we go to the new part, I'm going to have to mention them, even though it's kind of destroying the... The script, but this is live, so why not? Everybody is talking about this man. Yeah, yeah. Harrod, Keen Harrod. Got what can you what, what what can you say about the kid? He's full of enthusiasm, um, and uh, yeah, I I think he might get back in team tomorrow. I know we're going jumping a bit ahead there, um, but. The, the kid just likes to play football, doesn't he? Um, and Mark Hughes, I think he said in um, a TNA article today um, that Kian Harris is sort of the sort of footballer that you can it, it, he'll go and play football in the streets just to play football. It, it, he is his life is football, and um, he's showing that in training. So I think we might just see him. He's, he's full of so much enthusiasm. Um, I did say in the space I might we might see him as more of a sub impact player maybe this season, um, but again, who knows? Like it, you, you can't you can't really tell right now because we are only four games in. But I, th- I think he is going to be limited to like the sixty minutes or start if he starts sixty minutes or if he finishes a game, it'd be like the last thirty to come on and just cause impact and cause problems for defenses. Yeah, absolutely, completely agree. Um, and we will go back in time a little bit. As I said, I have moved ahead a little bit there. Just be interested to know as well, fans, if you can um, put your comments about what you thought of the Newport game. We'll go on to the Newport game. A nice little 2-0 victory. I thought the atmosphere was great. Um, I know there's been a little bit of kicking off. I don't know why, between the stands, when we should be just supporting City. Let's just let's just be there. But... Um, 2-0 victory. First 10 minutes. What did you think, Andy? It was lightning, wasn't it? It, it, it? it wasn't City-esque at all. Like we were quick off the mark. And for it to be for us to be that far that quick off the mark and be as comfortable throughout the whole game as we were. Don't get me wrong, there were times where it it were a bit squeaky bum time. But like for the majority of the game, we looked comfortable. By 60 minutes, for the first time in years, I was sat down watching it thinking, job's done. Yeah. Let's go on to the next one. And that's without going over the goals. Yeah, obviously we'll go back to that. But uh, what 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 did you think? Like, did, Were you in the same sort of thought as me of job's done here at 60 minutes? What? Well, <laughs> It's quite amusing that you've mentioned that because I, I, I've done a, an interview for BBC Radio Leeds again today and I said, I cannot remember a time at Bally Parade where I felt so comfortable after 60 minutes. I wouldn't say that we were incredible. I wouldn't say we were. Um, I think the first 10 minutes we were. Uh, Smallwood pops up scores this absolute screamer. The one thing I love about being in the upper tier of the cop is when you see those girls go in and you could just see the swerve in that ball. 
I mean, I, I still was like, what? How has that gone in? Um, and let's be fair to the Newport keeper with this as well. He nearly got to it. Um, I, I don't know how he nearly got to it at all. It was... Um... It was an incredible strike, oh. wasn't it? It, it? it was incredible. The second he took that second, that Smallwood took that second touch and you just saw him glance up and you knew where you knew where he was going for. It's just in League Two, you expect to see them go high wide and not all handsome. Um, but oh, top bins, you, you you can't you can't go wrong there. Yeah. Um, and I'll we we Declan there has just commented. I I will agree with him to a to a certain extent for, yeah. for the whole game. I I do think that Newport did have some good possession and we stepped off the boil a bit. Um, but this is what Smallwood and Gilead did so well against Newport. We controlled the we controlled the the, the pace of the ball a lot. Um, they they kind of knew when to hit the accelerator to to move us up the pitch, and when just to settle it down a bit. But no, Newport definitely had some good possession, and a better team maybe could have quite easily punished us for that. So I think it is something that we do need to still work on. But overall, it, it's a good 7 out of 10 performance across the board. Yeah. yeah, I think that's fair. Like you said, though, after 60 minutes, felt in complete control yeah. of the game. Um, obviously, the game just before half-time, I luckily saw this because I was going for a beer, I'm not going to lie. Um, they got a player sent off. Drysdale mm-hmm. got sent off. What's your thoughts on that? Um, when when I saw it, it it like I I I watch it on I follow because obviously I'm not up there and um, it looked clear cut to me. I, I think a lot of referees would have shied away from giving a, a red for that. Um, but Andy Cook did did right and um, he, he left his trailing leg there for him to say thank you very much, take me down. And I, I thought the referee got it right. It, it, it's a harsh one because Andy Cook's definitely played for it. It's the sort of one that you're really annoyed by if it's against your team. You'd be really, you'll be upset by it. But I think the ref did get it right on the whole. Yeah, I, I, I completely agree with that. I will say it's harsh, but it's not because it is no. to the letter of the law. That is what yeah. it states. He was the last man. It's just that, and obviously they were playing silly buggers um, at the back at that point. And you can't really complain about it. If it had been the other way around, do you think we'd be complaining about it now, though? Do you think that City um, fans saying it's a disgrace? Oh, there he is again. Where's your counter? It's a disgrace. It's a disgrace. <laughs> um, no, um, yeah, we would. We would, in all honesty. But all, all, all I want to see from referees this season is we know that they're not going to be the best quality referees throughout throughout the season as a whole. I just want to see consistency. So if 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 that referee now goes into a, rest another game for us and sends us off for the same thing, I might I might not be happy about it at the time. But looking back on it, that's consistent and that I can get on board with. It's when they're making a decision like that for that red card, which we agree with now. But then if we'd have done the same down the other end and he hadn't have given it, then then there'd be a, a bit of a consistency issue, which would make me feel a bit aggrieved. Yeah. And, and like you say, you've got to play to the letter of the law. 
no matter what you think about it, it was a sending off. I just did feel it was a little bit harsh. However, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter in the end. So we carried on, played reasonably well. Again, I wouldn't say we were phenomenal apart from that first 10 minutes where I thought this could be an absolute tonking here. Mm. But we win tomorrow night. We go to Colchester. We do indeed. What Now, I'm really gutted because we were expecting um, up until today a Colchester fan to come on. However, they've um, I think they're quite busy, so I don't want to knock them for it because actually their their vlogging channel is brilliant as well. Um, maybe I might if if I end up going tomorrow, I might see if I can bump into them. Um, but Colchester tomorrow, I, I know Andy, you've done a little bit of homework on Colchester. Sorry to put you on the spot, mate, but you <laughs> have. We go. You've done more than I have. So tell us a bit about Colchester. Ah, uh, well, they've not had the best start, have they? Um, so they've come into the season, um, they've lost two, drawn one in the league. Um, they did beat Ipswich in Carabao Cup, which I thought might have been a springboard for them going which is, into... Which is also a big rivalry as well. Well, it certainly is for Colchester. Yeah. Maybe not for not for Ipswich, but it is for Colchester. For, for Colchester it is, yeah. And I thought that might have been a bit of a springboard um, for them going into a game against Stockport, but... Um, it wants to be the lost one nil against Stockport. Um, they're not doing too great on the goals front. They're, they're struggling to find back at net. Now, I've had a look into it and trying to figure out why, even though I had them tipped to go down, I wouldn't expect them to go this far down straight away sort of thing. And looking at it, they've actually got seven of the key players out injured at the moment. So going into tomorrow, they're missing Azama Ashley, Che Cooper, uh, Gene Kennedy, Emma Hughes, Tommy Smith and Skews. Um, now, Skews is a massive player for them. Mm. So, so Hughes yeah. as well. Hughes yeah. Is great. yeah, so so they're, they're big boys in that team and they're missing, and they're missing them. Um, so I'm not sure where their goals are going to come from. Obviously, we got tonked by them last season, 3-0 down at their place. I don't think that's going to be the case tomorrow. Um, I think the players that we've got, I mean, we have got Harrop coming back. And um, will he start? It, it sounds like Hughes wants him wants him involved in some way. Um, so I think he'll be raring to go. I think it's going to go one or two ways. It's going to be a sketchy one niller or something like that. Or it's going to be that complete hiding away from home. But we need to do something away from home. The, the the first um, couple of away games that we've had, not being the greatest starts, um, Barrow being the first, be, being the big one there, we it, it was just a. <laughs> I've just read I've just read Owen's uh, comment Owen, there. Owen's just put guaranteed a hat trick against. <laughs> um, well, that'd be City way to do it, wouldn't it? <laughs> that is City all over. Let's be honest. But yeah, I I I can't see us losing tomorrow. Um, I don't think, even though they are on a losing run, I don't think they're at a point yet where they're ready to go and take that big win victory against someone because of the players they've got out. Um, I, I'm, I'm still sticking with my with my prediction of them being bottom two as well for this season. Um, with with it with the start they've had as well, they're not, they're not doing anything to prove me wrong there at all. Um, so, so yeah, I, I'm, I'm seeing good things happening for us tomorrow night. 
Mark Hughes, it, it, he's come out and said as well, it was the worst performance that he'd seen um, in his tenure. You having a bit of an issue with green screen? Green screen's falling again. Oh, <laughs> live, live podcasting's fun, isn't it? It's all going wrong. Um, <laughs> I think it's an important point you make about the uh, away form, by the way. And again, it's early doors. Chesterfield, we were terrible. We I, again, I know it was a preseason before I get the before I get the pelters, um, and obviously Barrow was was absolutely horrific. I think we need a big performance against a team that are really really struggling. As you mentioned, they've got lots and lots of players injured. Freddie Sears is a player of theirs. I don't know whether he'll play tomorrow. Um, obvious quality. And he's not, do you know what? I always thought he was about 36. He's not, you know, he's only, I think he's 31. Um, I expected him to carry on and, and play, you know, in a higher league much, much more than that. Um, but also, friendly faces, we have got Sam Hornby, who has, who has played every game so far this season. Um, he's let a few goals in, but then again, you can't knock him for that. That's that's you know you can only do with what's in front of you. Um, what do you feel about Sam Hornby and uh, and, um, and tomorrow? Sam Hornby is. I quite liked him, but when he came in last season um, and the season before, I, I did quite like him. I thought there were a bit of polishing to do, but I think. In there, there's there's some in, you know what I mean. Um, going down to Colchester, it seems like the fans really like him down there. They liked him last season when he were on loan, um, and it seems like he's sort of like built a bit of an affinity up with the club down there. So, fair play to him. He's getting first team football. He, he wouldn't have that uh, up here with us at the end of the day. So, fair play to the guy. Um, I wish him all the best. To be fair, um, he's. I hope he has a really poor game tomorrow. Um, I just want to avert uh, uh, Max's comment as well. Will we give Odessina a chance? Um, I think Platt and Critchlow are forming a bit of a bond at the moment. I want to see Odessina. I don't know about you, Chris. Of course, I want to see. Why? Come on. The, the entire City event podcast has literally been about Odessina. Or as Adam says, Odessina. Um, so of course we want to see him from my understanding Odessina um, got COVID so that's why he, he, he hadn't been around for a little while he needs to get build his confidence and also his fitness back up but to be honest with you yeah for me Max I think that they're too they're too good to drop um, unless well unless but, he, he does it and, and finally Pulls the trigger on a back three. Oof. See, tell you <laughs> what, we asked, do you know what? Nobody agrees as we, agrees with us on that one, you know. Absolutely. Oh, I, I, I'm dying for it. I think we've got such a good side for it. Yeah. I I, I mean, um, yeah, I, I just think it'd work. I mean, it'd be weird to have a back three that'd have two left-footed central defenders because it just doesn't happen. It, it, especially not in League Two anyway. <laughs> But, but that would be, you know, that would be quite interesting to see. Um, but yeah, I, I, personally for myself, like I said, I've put on Twitter tonight, I'm, I'm hoping to get to the game tomorrow. To be fair, the Shipley Bantams 
have said that there is a possibility that I can go with them, which would be great. Um, they are brilliant. Run by Seba Steve or Scuba Steve. Um, <laughs> I've known Steve for, oh, do you know I hate to say it, but probably about 20 years now. You are. Um, I, I am old. I am. That's <laughs> very true. But yeah, hopefully we'll get there. If I am, then there will be a vlog. Um, we'll be doing the vlog. But I think we just have to put in a performance again after. I don't, I don't think we're there yet. We're not there yet. We're not. But when we were talking about, when we were doing the podcast last week, you think about where we were then and and for a change being quite negative, even though you got a few. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think we need to register the word pelters, to be honest with you. Yeah, trademark it. <laughs> um, and I think that that's probably the case is that, you, you know, well, yeah, I, I, you know, it's, it's, you deserve the pelters, to be honest with you, Andy. Well, I, I just, I, I, I'm just honest. Like, I'm taking it. I, I'm definitely when I'm being negative, positive, or whatever. Especially this starts uh, this early in the season. It's not season wide of of my thoughts and views for the season. It's how it's been over the last few games. I'm taking it game by game. I'm just like the players on the press, game by game. See how it goes. So. I mean, people are welcome to have a chat with me about it. That's not a problem. I've not got an issue. Um, but, but yeah, I'm not always negative. Promise. No, you're not always. Um, to be fair, we've we've probably been... Then again, it's been really difficult because we've had such a good summer so far. It's been difficult, you know, to be negative. Obviously, after Barrow, we were very negative. Yeah. Or critical. I think more critical Yeah. in, in the performance and... And unfortunately, what we saw, but um, on we go. Let's see what happens against Colchester. Um, I'm going to change it a little bit now, Andy, because I think our guest is coming on. So we have got, we're playing Hartlepool on Saturday and we have got the lovely Grant who has come nice and early. I'm hoping he's here from the lower league look. Just to tell us a little bit about Hartlepool, about their season and what is going to happen. Here he is. Hello. Oh, can't hear you, mate. <laughs> Still he can't is. hear you. So while he's sorting that out, we've got Grant. <laughs> and Grant, Grant is a Hartlepool fan for anybody who has watched. Am I coming through loud and clear? Oh, uh, now you are. There, there he go. is. There we go. So, there he is. do you know what? It's going to be a little bit like uh, Big Brother where it's live. Please do not swear. Oh, do you know what? If you could let Preed earlier on, um, yeah, that's, um, I didn't swear. I didn't swear, honestly. So, City go to Hartlepool on Saturday. Tell us a little bit about your season so far. How has it been going? What's been going on behind the scenes? The players you brought in, and also maybe a player that you've let go or gone elsewhere. Maybe about him as well. I can't remember his name. I think we've got. Oh, some he's, about just, he's just not. He's just not featured, has he at all? Not yet. No, not yet, not yet. Who's this saying what at the bottom? Um, do you know what? It's been, it's been, it's confused. Um, do you know what? It's been a slow start to the season for us this season. Um, our first six, we've got just such a tough run of games, our first run of six games. Um, and we've picked up one point so far. We've only scored one goal coming into the start of the season. Um, so it's been a frustrating start, but it's. I think it's a work in progress is how I'm looking at it. Brand new manager coming in at the start of the season. He's building up his team. 
and he's still trying to get through his way of how he wants players to play. Um, and, and it's a slow bed and in period for them. It took us a while to get all the defensive line that we wanted um, to get Hartley to play in his system that he really likes. He's brought forward from Cove. Um, first game of the season, beat, get beat, we get pummeled 4-0 by Walsall. Um, and that was playing in 4-3-3, but he's moved straight back to his favourite kind of his favoured system with three at the back, two high pressing wing backs. Um, and that's kinda it's working for us a bit more slowly, but surely we had the 0-0 draw against Wimbledon. I'm much, much better display there from us. And then at the weekend it was it was just a frustrating defeat for me against so- Northampton. So, are you, are you not concerned by the lack of goals? Because I mean, one goal in in four games, it's it that that concerned me. If I were a Hartlepool fan, you know, I'm not massively concerned by it. I what I've been concerned at is our lack of attacking options at the start of the season. I we've had a key injury, and we've been lacking this delivery to the front man. Right. I we brought in Josh Umera or Josh Umera from Wealdstone and at the weekend he could have bagged three easily. I Northampton keeper pulled off a great save. I had another one saved and then he scored he scored his header. So he's had he's had his chances to score this last game and he's starting to get the delivery in. It's just getting that to him on a more consistent basis. And I think I do think we've got a good goal scoring striker. Um, and also, we've got wingers to come in. I obviously get Hasty, who will put in the goals. Featherstone will contribute as well. And we've brought in uh, Wes McDonald mm. from Morecambe, who I think is going to be a good sign. He's just not had, I don't think he's had the backing and the managers to be able to, to help bring the best out in him, obviously. Um, yeah. You guys have your opinion on his ex manager. <laughs> Oh, he's a, he's a lovely bloke, isn't he? Um, would, that be, no. would, that be, would that be the ex-manager who um, Carlos Mendes has just left today and Cole Stockton's joining him at Fleetwood? Ooh. Yeah. Interesting. It's getting a bit naughty. There anyway, seems to be a bit go- of anarchy going on there. But, um, <laughs> yeah, um, so I've, I've, I've tried to do a bit of homework on as opponents this week, try and look like I'm half professional. Um, and um, I have seen that your manager is saying that he's not done in the transfer market yet. He's still looking for some creative options. Um, so is there anyone in particular that, that you want to see him go for? Do you know what? It's difficult now to see who I think would be a standout person that he would go for. Um, I openly don't think we have the biggest budget in the league. I know we don't have the biggest budget in the league. I'm despite our chairman's comments, I am saying that he's gonna give he's given a playoff budget. I'm I think he's caveated that quite heavily, um, which I've looked at this week saying if it's in the right hands, he loves a caveat this thing. <laughs> um but I, I don't know who I think it'll be a loan option that'll come in. I what I'm potentially hearing is that you're gonna be looking at a loan option coming in from a League One club and we're looking at a defender I'm coming in from a lower championship team is what I've heard. It's, uh, Declan's just put a, a message out, Grant, and he's put, um, what are your thoughts on Callum Cook since joining you guys? Do you know, I, I like Callum Cook. 
Um, he, he's been a little bit, a wee bit hot and cold. I didn't. I think I thought he put in an all right performance at the weekend. I've not. I've seen him put one standout in so far. Um, it's difficult to find out where I think he's going to fit in this system that Hartley's got. Because um, Hartley really likes to play two defensive midfielders and then two almost wingers slash cam players that can come in. I'm. He, Callum Cook doesn't seem to give that sort of winger style fashion at all. He has more of a direct cam that can link the play. And I think he'd work off better with two strikers ahead of him rather than just one target man I'm up ahead of him. So I think if he were to change the system and it was to work, then I think Callum Cook would really, really fit. But I think in that slightly wider left role that we're fitting him in, he doesn't work quite as well. But his work rate's fantastic. Yeah, I don't think anyone could doubt Callum Cook's work rate. He's great. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, to be fair, Grant, you've seen him yourself many a times yeah. uh, playing for Bradford. Um, but moving on, like, obviously, we've you mentioned about uh, Raj Singh, who's your chairman or owner, what, what, you, what you want to call him, saying that, you know, you've got this big, uh, you've got you've got quite a lot of money. It seems to be, I'm, I'm not too sure that he's talking the truth. How does that feel for you guys? It's an odd one. I think he's heavily caveated it and said, in the right hands, this is a playoff budget. I um, Is that just to F the manager? It doesn't work out with a manager that he can easily go, sorry, manager, sorry, head of recruitment, user off, user off the wage book, I'll bring someone else in. I don't think it's going to be as simple as that with the fans if that ha- that was to happen this season. But there's been a lot of work going on off the field. It's been stadium improvements. I am a lot making the club look a lot more professional to try and bring in players. So I think a lot's gone on to that, to the improvements of the club. I am, the stadium looks night and day to what it did last season. We've now got rid of on the, the mill house. I understand we've got rid of the old bucket style seats that we had. I we've brought in proper seats now, and there's talks about a safe standing area going in there as well. Awesome, which should be, which will be great. I um, there's still talks to the away end. I um, more improvements to there because we had issues with broken seats. I am um, aside due to an issue with a certain club breaking seats there. I um, Carlisle, <laughs> and that's all in the process of getting fixed. I am, um, but yeah. It, 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 there's a lot going on. There's also a, a redevelopment process as well for the weight stand. So there's obviously money being retained there for that, for this Millhouse project of, of whatever it's called, but we're still waiting for council approval for that. Um, yeah. So, I mean, like, I think anyone who's been to Hartlepool will know it, it's incredible. Your your atmosphere there has always been phenomenal. Um, so hopefully for you guys, that'll get sorted. Going to have to talk about it. The transfer of the summer, even though he's not played for us yet. So the reason why he's, from what I understand, he's had COVID, so he's only yeah. just come to the team. How do you feel about... Tell us a bit about Ode. Tell, tell us about Odessina, because City fans haven't seen him yet. So tell us a little bit about him. How does he play? What What's what's he great at? What's he bad at? So, Timmy Odessina, phenomenal, phenomenal centre-back. I rate him really, really highly. I've said this for a while, been quite open about it. He was the player I wanted to keep. If you'd have held a gun to my head and said, would you rather keep Luke Molyneux or Timmy Odessina? It'd be Timmy Odessina. Every day of the week. Um, he plays best in a back three. He doesn't work well in a back four. 
um, because he needs a level head beside him to play. Back to there's, a mis- there's a mistake in him. <laughs> there is a mistake in him, and it'll be a glorious mistake. But when he makes it, he's got the legs to come back and make up for that. His pace is second to none. I would be surprised if he wasn't the fastest player on your team. Uh, yeah, apparently he is. He um, is unreal with his pace. And when he's, at, when he's at the point where he doesn't have to think about what he's doing, when he acts purely off of instinct, he's there like that. He does it. But when he's got time to think, when he's got time on the ball, that's when he makes a mistake. And he just makes me a little bit nervous when he's got time. I'm... Yeah, but overall, I rate him very, very highly. There's games where we have ten a ten out of ten performance, wow. but then you'll maybe have a four. I'm unlike what you said, Neil Byrne, who we lost to to Tranmere, who was a constant six out of ten every week. So how how is your support with the fact that you'd lost him? Did you already think that you were going to lose him in the summer before that he came to Bradford, or? Um... How, what, what? Yeah. What? Basically, what was the overall feeling for your fans with it? They were pretty gutted, to be honest with you. Because again, there was this budget promised, and you'd think that if we were going to get to that level, that we would have been able to offer a player like Timmy Odesina, who's looking to play higher up, the sort of wages that he'd be looking for to stay and the ambition to stay. Obviously, he must have gotten well with previous managers. I am annoyed. Got on really well with Graham Lee. I am. And that might have been a factor, that the fact that Graham Lee was sacked the, the game before, the last game of the season. I um, may have thought, do you know what, this this isn't for me. I'm not wanting to stay on under a new managerial system. I'm wanting to move on and try and push at a higher level. I was surprised he didn't move to League One. But he's young, he's got age, and he's um, on his side. So he's got a cracking player there to develop. Yeah, it's, it's interesting, again, you mentioned about the three, because the reason why we laughed was uh, me and Andy have been saying for quite a while that we still think that we will play over back three. I mean, I was saying that it's going to, it's very, very, you know, unusual for two left, left footed central defenders in a back three full stop. Um, what do you think to that? I mean, there's not many of them, is there? Yeah, you, don't see, you don't see that very often at all. I'm, yeah. You don't see many left footed centre backs, to be fair. The no. majority of them are, are right footed. You're lucky to have two. But yeah, he doesn't work in a back four. You see, if you look at a back four, you look at Northampton already with Tyler McGloire this season. They're a very, very similar style of player. Um, and McGloire's like Bambi on ice in a back four. Um, Odyssey is the exact same. Yeah, interesting. So, predictions for Saturday. What team do you think you're going to play? What score do you think it's going to be? I, I think it'll be a draw. I'm, I'm fairly comfortable with the draw. We're at home, anything can happen at the Vic when we play there. And obviously, you've done us over last season at home. I am, I was there. I was at your place when we beat you guys. I, <laughs> the concern is for me that you guys, I think you have clicked. And we've been saying that in the lower league. Look, there's a couple of teams that just hadn't clicked yet. Yourself, Stockport, hadn't quite got there. And there's going to be a point when you do and use absolutely pummeled someone. Yeah. That's the concern with you guys is you are starting to click. We're at the point where we've not quite clicked yet. The moment's going to come. We've got two home games back to back. We've got Tranmere on Tuesday. We've got yourselves. I'd be happy coming out of both of those games with four points. I think anyone would be, to be honest with you. I think. Uh, 
Tranmere are a hot and cold team. We know Tranmere. Yeah. yeah, they are. They're one of these teams that win one week, get battered the next. They'll beat top of the table and then they'll get battered by bottom of the table 4-0 week after. They're such a Marmite team, aren't they? I mean, we've, yeah. we've talked about it before. Um, Grant, talking just before I let you go, uh, tell us a bit about Lowy League. Look, uh, what can people... I mean, obviously, I did used to go on it. That's not the reason I've got Grant on. I was going to say, tell us about it. You know all about it. Well, I do. Can you tell us about it? Tell us about... Tell, tell us what, what is the Lower League look. Lower League look is... Best podcast. <laughs> I was going to say it's the best podcast. I'm going to say no, it's the best League Two podcast kicking about. Obviously, you guys are great as well. We love the city event here. Good friends of ours. I we cover the full league. I we do one weekly podcast. I'm covering all the results of the week, games coming up. I'm also we've now introduced on Sunday nights the League Two six oh six, so everyone can come in and discuss the games. Raise their opinions of games very similar to what you hear on Five Live. The six oh six coming in after the games, we give you a day to day to think about things rather than people coming off and just aimlessly ranting. And we know other teams have theirs, like you guys go on live after games. So we don't want to fill up everyone's evenings with football and coming on podcasts for too much. So yeah, we have the six oh six, which is new that's launched. I we've got a Discord group as well. There's a great community that we've got going on. I have also recently partnered up with a couple of mental health charities, Andy's Man's Club and Mind as well. I'm so yeah, we're we're pushing on good things. I am and I'm really, really excited about the direction of the podcast over the next kind of over this season actually. It's gonna be it's gonna be good. Yeah, I, I'm looking forward to the future, but I'm gonna finish on this one. I am gonna finish this one. Adam does this all the time, says last question that it's like five hundred questions. <laughs> this comes from the lower league look and it says do you think if you push forward and build and work really hard that one day you'll be able to look directly left and right and see yourselves on the same level as the likes of Carlisle United? You said I'm not allowed to swear on here, didn't I you? Know, I know! <laughs> Is that a steadfast rule? I'm not allowed to swear. You can't say the C word, that's for sure, yeah. All right, fine. Fuck off, Liam. <laughs> <laughs> well, that one, Grant, we'll let you go, mate. I love you guys. Catch you later on. Grant. <laughs> so that was a little bit of uh, a little bit into what I, the Hartlepool game on Saturday. What did you think to that, Andy? Well, he's honest, isn't he? Um, I, I, I think, I think he's. Um, I think we're going to win. I, I can't see us getting a draw. Um, he, he, they, are, they, are, they scored one goal um, in like three hundred and sixty minutes of football, like at the. Unless they come out in Tuesday night's games and do something incredible, I can't see them causing a problem for us too much on Saturday. Thinking, looking at it like like Grant just said, he thinks that we're clicking, and I I have to agree. I think the players are starting to suss each other's movement out now, um, and as long. My my only concern is is if Hartlepool do what Donny did first game of the season. That that's my only concern for any game going forward. Because until we see a team do that again and has actually figure out a way to get around it, that's always going to be something that's sticking in the back of my mind. Thinking, are we are we clicked enough to be able to get past that sort of that sort of game where they're not there to play football? They're there just to sit back and absorb pressure. Yeah, true. Andy, I'm going to ask you, 
Colchester first. Predictions? Um, I'm going to go with a 2-0 clean sheet. Saturday. Predictions? I can't, I can't see them scoring, but I think I think they're going to put 11 men behind the ball. 1-0 safe. I'm going to go with 2-0 tomorrow night. And I'm going to go with 3-0 on Saturday. Now, mm. I will mention, by the way, that when we predicted Hull last week, we said 2-1. I got it right. So, let's see what happens. Uh, just a couple more little topics to talk about. I know there's there's one that, that everybody's been talking about quite a lot. Loyalty points. Dun-dun-dun-dun. So, obviously, you will get points if you're a season ticket holder, if you buy tickets for the away games, you buy them for pre-season, cup games, etc. There's been quite a kickoff. Fans as well, I'd love to hear what you guys think about this as well on the chats. Um, what's your thoughts on it? What do you think about it? The loyalty um, scheme, I, th- I think it's a fair cop. Um, I've done a bit of reading up on it today and looking at it, it seems fairly okay on paper. I just think it's been rolled out wrong. And I've, I think people find it very confusing. Um, people missing points left, right and centre that they should have had. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm not the best person to ask because it doesn't affect me as much because obviously I can't get to as many games. In in this in the same sort of sense, though, it will affect me. So, like Newport is my local game to get to, for example. Do I expect us to sell out the allocation for Newport? No, I'm a, so I'm not too concerned. But if we do, I might. I'm not going to have the loyalty points to be able to get that ticket, which which is frustrating for for someone that can't get to every game and they've got the lo- they, they rely on the local games. But I think it's just one of those things where you can't please everyone at the end of the day. It, it, the, the, there's always going to be someone that's happy about it, someone that's unhappy about it. It's going to affect somebody a lot worse than someone else. It, the, I, I, I don't really want to frustrate anybody or annoy anybody by saying, get over it. But it, it, it is getting to that point where it is what it is. And it is. And, and no matter, yeah, and no matter what the club would have done, I, and I'm not on the clubs, I'm not supporting the club with this particularly, but whatever the club would have done, there'd have been a problem. I think for me, um, it's fair for those fans. For instance, like I mentioned, the Shipley Bantams are going to Colchester tomorrow. I'll go there and it'll be the same people that have been going for the last 10, 15 years. And they'll go home and away and it's never an issue. They deserve the tickets. They absolutely do. You know what? I look back at, like, kind of, for instance, um, you look at um, Chelsea, for instance, or the Aston Villa games, and we were queuing up. In fact, Burton away for the playoffs. My friend actually decided he couldn't sleep and went at nine o'clock at night to get tickets for us for the morning. That's how, you know, and, and, and that's, but that's, that's what it's been in the past. Is it because we're too big a club? I, and I, I mean that generously. Uh, is it that we are too big a club that we just do, you know, that these clubs do not have um, enough capacity for us? Don't know where Andy's gone because I reckon he's just bottled it because he's got a quiz coming up. And uh, Jamie Lawrence was le- was on the pod recently 
But who did he say he scored his favourite goal against? Okay. 2012-2013 was my favourite season as a City fan. We also got to League Cup final that year. But who did we play in the first game? Jimmy Campbell is our top goal scorer of all time. But here's a tricky one. Who is second in that listing? So Bobby Campbell is our all-time top scorer of all time, obviously. But here's a tricky one. Who is second in that listing? In the cup, it was in the cup. Number four. Who is City's record trans what is City's record transfer received and what player was who we sold? So who is City's record what is City's record transfer received and what player was it? I'll give you a clue. There's two. There's two that were exactly the same. Number five. Who is City's youngest ever player to play in a competitive match? So who is City's youngest ever player to play in a competitive match? Number six, 2019-2020. Who started the season as our manager? So in the 2019-2020 season, who started the season as our manager? Number seven. Which manager took over from Chris Hutchins in the Premiership season 2000 to 2001? Number seven. Which manager took over from Chris Hutchins in the Premiership season 2000-2001? Number eight, Andy Cook was top scorer for last season, but who was second? So Andy Cook was top scorer for last season, but who was second? Number nine, last question. I'm going to just do nine. What was the attendance for the Newport game on Saturday? Myself in two screens. So, number one, as I mentioned before, Jamie Lawrence was on the pod recently. Who did he say he scored his favorite goal against, which was Norwich 2012 2013? Uh, who, who did we play first? To, for someone put Shrewsbury, but actually, it was still Notts County because it was the first game of the season. Bobby Campbell is our all time top scorer of all time, but who is second in that listing? This is proper harsh, this one. It's Franco Rock. Dean Windass is third. Hanson Hansen is the same. He's on 76 as well with third. Uh, who is City's... What is City's record transfer received? That is two million. And the two players are Des Hamilton and Andy O'Brien. Both to Newcastle. Who is City's youngest ever player to play in a competitive match? 
That is Reese Staunton. He was 15 years, 332 days old. 2019-2020, who started the season as our manager, Gary Boyer. Which manager took over from Chris Hutchins in the Premiership? Jim Jeffries. Not the comedian, but he might as well have been. Um, A, who was Andy Cook, was top scorer for last season. Who was second? Charles Vernon. And what was the attendance for the Newport game on Saturday? It was 16,704. I've just heard from Andy that he's had a power cut, which is typical. But I think that's a point where we'll leave it there because I'm a little bit flustered. But, guys, thank you so much for listening and watching. Hope you've enjoyed it. Don't think Adam will be back next week, but we might have a player interview next week. So we'll see you on. So all the best. Up the city. See you soon. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.